action. Okay, welcome back to the Sport Podcast. And um, it's been a great week of football. Um, Premiership is back. Lots of other leagues are back already. And um, so many other sports are coming back. Basketball is coming back and F1 is coming back. But before we go into them, um, we have two new guests in the building. No. Are we, are we, are we in a building? In the house. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we have two new guests for you guys today. Both of them are Michael. Michael's. Are you Michael? Anyone? But we just have to differentiate them. One is going by Mikolo, and the other one will stick with Michael. And Tosin is missing today, so we'll not be in that annoying boy today. And, uh, <laughs> all right, I'll have to. So, good evening, guys. Um, Debo, Debo Ali is um, back in the building, and um, you know, I enjoyed um, Bruno. Pogba romance and um, I'm just excited that you know um they are my, my midfielders are earning their money instead of using umbrella on the sideways <laughs> and then you know cashing out without doing oh, anything. Wow. Well, team. But, um, I'm just glad. Wow, wow. <laughs> uh, well good evening guys. Good evening guys. It's good to be back. Okay is here. We we all know Arsenal leaves rent free in, in Debo's head. Every slight opportunity, he tries, he tries to get that personal. It's fine, you understand. <laughs> ah, my God. You know the problem? Okay, let me allow the other guys to introduce themselves. <clears throat> Alright, guys. My name is um, Adegule Michael, but you could call me official Mikulu. I'm an Arsenal fan, P-O-Y-G, and then I've known Debo Ali before now, and um, I can categorically tell you guys that Arsenal has like six estates in his head. Okay, I'm Salako Michael, one of the new guests here, uh, Arsenal fans for sure, and I'm not bothered by the old Boba Bruno fans I've been hearing since. Well, well. <laughs> Now this is in everything we uh. <laughs> Anyway, oh. anyways, before we go into football, football, let's just talk about um, F1. F1 is coming back. The um, Austria Grand Prix is coming back in a week. And for you guys that follow Formula One, I hope you guys will be happy for that. I mean, there's a whole lot of social distancing, a lot of talks um, in them coming back. And I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait for the Formula One to come back. Was this wave guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, it's, 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 it's exciting that um, F1 is going to be back. And um, my particularly, I'm looking forward to see how Ferrari are going to, you know, do their thing without Vettel. Are they going to? Is it going to look like a, a right decision for them? Um, you know, dropping. Um, uh, Vettel, or is it going to be like, oh, okay, we made the wrong choice? So it's it's a it's an exciting one, and then um, you know, Mercedes also making all the noise during this um, off season and COVID period, saying that they've now improved improved their their um, you know turbo engines and everything. So I'm just excited to see what these guys are all oh. having you know in the course. 
Uh, for Formula One faithfuls like uh, myself and then a few others, I think um, it's nice to finally get to see our Formula One back on our screens. Uh, we were supposed to start the Australian Grand Prix sometime in January, but unfortunately, uh, for the Australian wildfires, couldn't allow that uh, to take place before uh, COVID-19 eventually scattered the old sporting scene. But then it's good to be uh, to finally see we are eight days away, a uh, few more days uh, to see cars on our screens once again. It's going to be exciting to see how uh, like Debo Alessia, it's going to be exciting to see how Ferrari does in the absence of Sebastian Vettel. Not like it's been any much of a threat lately. Uh, but then uh, we, we want to see how it's going to look like. They have now a very younger team. Um, Charles Leclerc could be leading the line. And then we just can't wait to see that man blow some into his full self. He had a lot of potentials in the last last season. And then we're expecting to see uh, that if he has a formidable partner, then we should be able to see something from Ferrari this season. Hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully. That's exciting. That's yes, exciting. Very exciting. So moving on to, away from Formula One, moving on to basketball. Um, basketball is set to be back in late July. And, and we all know they are going to be using the bubble, the bubble called Disneyland. And some, some players have been opting out of their deals. Players like Avery Bradley has opted out. He said it's due to family reason. That's quite understandable. Um, Trevor Ariza also opted out of his deal, and a whole lot of players have been opting out um, due to personal reasons. And just some moments ago, um, the NBA ran tests on over 302 um, players, and like 16 came back positive. Um, and the NBA is due to start training camp on the 11th of July. So what do you guys see to this? What do you guys see to this? Is this a, is this like a green light? Is this like, is there still a light at the end of the tunnel for the NBA coming back? Yeah, personally, um, I would say the, the NBA doing this now, it's a, it's a good thing that they are doing it now. At least these guys can self-isolate. Um, 14 days is the normal, uh, the number um, WH has, uh, you know, advised, everyone to always self-isolate as regards the coronavirus pandemic. So it's a good thing that they are seeing this test now and not that they are in the bubble already and they're having to see to see it. That's, that would have been outrageous if, if you know, that's the situation. And um, the players who have decided to opt out of their deal at this moment, yes, we, we, you know, we, we, what we can say is that um, I understand, I understand that they have their own family to also look after, you know, look out for. But then I still always say that when you're under contract, you should, you can't just opt out of contract. And um, the, the, the funny situation of things is that these guys could have, you know, just decided not to bring their family to the bubble and, um, you know, play the whole three months without seeing their family and probably, you know, um, just self-isolate after these three months and then go back to their family. That's, that's a possibility. Debo, but Debo then, Ali, I, I don't <laughs> think I want to agree with you at this point. Uh, I mean, it's not everybody that can make those kind of sacrifices. You get, and then there are exactly. that have um, younger families that need to stay closer to their kids. And uh, like we said, even before the corona started, before we had to shut down sports, and people say, said we should continue playing alongside uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, I think it's paramount to know that health comes first before any sport. I know we are desperate 
desperate uh, to see the games back on our TV. We are desperate to see our favorite sport back. But then we don't have to put that at the detriment of our health. And then I think that's very, very important at this point. I see. I, I can't hold anything against players that choose to opt out of their contract. It's a personal thing and it's a personal decision, even way well, beyond the fund. Yeah, my, 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 my concern really is that let's imagine the, the um, management of teams coming to say, okay, due to this COVID-19, uh, we are sorry, we, we have to just cut you off without, you know, fulfilling the contract rights. Let's imagine that. Well, are we going to say, oh, we understand well, that? Um, yeah, well, yeah, well, the, the ball. You know? That's, that's, it, that's my problem. I want to chip in one or two things here. In as much as contracts are binding, regardless, health comes first, like Nicolo um, said. The issue, the issue with the NBA players um, opting out is because they fear, they fear for their safety. And I feel the NBA still, still has a lot to do in terms of making these players feel safe and assured. To return to the sport. Look at look at how, how many tests they conducted. They conducted, they conducted 302 tests, I guess, and 19 came out positive. You know, you know what happened in the Premier League. The Premier League initially started with over 1,000 tests, and less than 19 guys coming out positive came out positive then, and they still had to modify all the whole process. They had to conduct series of other tests to ensure safety before, before they could return. So what the NBA really needs to do now is to find a way to probably make more conscious efforts to make these players feel safe. Yes, 19 people have come out, they've tested positively, but it, it be, it's beyond 302 people that will be at, at, at Disney for the games. They need to do more testing and get all the players that need to be isolated, isolated. And let the other players know that it's safe. And while the, and when the other guys recover from the virus, they can join up if they are still willing to join up. But for those that have decided to opt out, you cannot you cannot um, make um, excuses for them. But then they will have very good reasons. Probably like Nicolo said, younger families. Some will have old relatives that live with them and things like that. So let's just. I just hope the NBA can find a way around it and resume as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah. Let's just hope the NBA finds a way around it. But at the end of the day, it comes to personal decision. And and looking at football, um, Mikel also opted out of his contract um, because of because he wanted to be with his family. So at the end of the day, contract doesn't really matter. It's all the it's all the it's all personal decision. But moving away from basketball, yeah, let's go to the mid. Um, points of today, football. Um, like um, the German league, we all know we knew the league, we knew the winner of the league before the league started. We knew it was going to be Bayern, um, Bayern's league at the beginning of the season, and we were not wrong about that. But in Spain, it's 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 different, it's different from last season. Madrid is stopping the league, and they're on the same point with Barcelona. But the head to head is putting them up there. And what do you guys think? I'm giving this question to Michael Salako. Who do you think will be, will be crowned winner in La Liga at the end of the season? Uh, sorry, 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 My, Michael, for cutting you. Before um, anything, I think um, Israel, you didn't call 
uh, Madrid's name completely. I think you should have said New Madrid Perez VAR. That's the full name you should have called there because I think a couple of games. Maybe we should fact, stop let me this agenda for no work. Stop pushing. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not going to push it now. Let's 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 talk about it. I push my agenda. Yeah, that's an agenda. A silly one. Yeah, pro- probably. I think Real Madrid is going to win the league. They they feel like I feel like after this whole COVID nineteen pandemic and the whole break, they come back like with more fire in them. Although I still feel like the old Fernando Perez um, agenda can still work, judging by their last match and the old fouls and VAR decisions that went in their favor. But currently, I don't see Barcelona winning the league. I think I think Madrid has it this time because Griezmann is not firing. I don't know. Messi is not consistent. Meanwhile, Benzema, Karim Benzema, has not been scoring goals from the beginning of the season. That not been so prolific. All of a sudden, after this post-corona time, the guy has been on fire. So I just think Madrid has it there right now, like to go go all out for the league, and they have an edge over Barcelona, including the heads that we have So yeah. I'll give it to Madrid. Although they have help, I think I'll say that also they have help. They have help. I don't understand this Florentino, um, this thing, agenda that you people are seeing. Because, I mean, Barcelona were doing their own. They had this whole this thing, cheating thing last year. Wait, 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 wait. Now, let's even, let's even run the play one by one. From, from, Benzema's, from Benzema's goal, that ball was not an handball. And you people kept on playing Bro, that was a powerful okay. show. That was not okay. handball. It was, it was the his shoulder. It was his shoulder. Oh, my, you know I'm going to... Anyway, see. The truth is that I would only support my team regardless of... Even if I can... If you, you, we could see Fernandinho handball <laughs> yesterday. If I if I were to be a Manchester City player uh, fan, I would say that ball it was his knee, it was not his hand there. I would argue oh, chill, to the end. Chill, but now, chill. But- chill. what I want to <laughs> ask is that for you guys that are pushing this Florentino Perez. Barcelona has won eight times in 11 years. Is it just um, Florentino Perez just became the president of Madrid that? Um, he just wants to start robbing yes. Ronaldo yeah. was not Ronaldo was there. He was believing that Ronaldo was going to score 70 goals. Can you imagine? Was it powerless to change the decision in his favor all those times? Like I said, Ronaldo was there. So he felt that can you okay, see? Don't, let, don't, don't let me don't let me don't let me more than how many times because now, he didn't, he didn't know, but now there was no Ronaldo, so he had already agreed to this deal. Oh my god, what kind of possibility are Everybody can see it. It's so clear. Even in, you know, in the last, even in the last game against Mallorca, you know, against my against Mallorca, we could see clearly that that um, um, the player was fouled if, before um, Apuro, the Nigerian, 
uh, you know, before he scored that goal. But unfortunately, VAR did even check. They did now. They checked. They did. You have to agree that we are pushing an agenda here, to be honest. Because I think at this point, the only thing that is missing is that Barcelona are failing to perform very well. Very first time in two years. And now you're starting to put the Perez agenda. I am not pushing any Perez agenda. I am that only saying, hold on, hold on, Michael. I am simply saying... that Barcelona are failing to come to the party very well. Forget about Barcelona. I'm not even a Barcelona fan. I'm just here as a football fan, a football fanatic, and a football analyst. Hold on, hold on. What I saw... It's a biased mindset. It is not a biased... It's a biased mindset. Did you watch the game against... Um, Real Betis, Real Madrid, Real Betis this season. Did you see how many penalties that were not given to Madrid? What would you call that? Madrid and God, Madrid ended like, up that match. Now you are telling me that. Listen, now you are telling me that the, um, it's a Florentino Perez. Um, it's agenda. a Florentino Debo, Perez Debo, agenda. If, if you are looking at these issues from the aspect of a fan, like you just said, then probably you will have said VAR and its inconsistencies. That's what you will have said. Other than saying... True, but unfortunately, it has been working agenda. very well for Madrid. Just That's my problem. Perez, Perez is behind it. Against them, beginning well, of the game. Of course! Of course! We know how impressed this man is. Guys, can I come in on this? Okay, please call me no I think you guys are you guys are pushing it too far. What we should be looking yeah. at, what we should be looking at is the quality of the performances of both teams after lockdown. It is obvious that Madrid has been the better side. Barcelona have been struggling. No doubt. Grind, no doubt. They stru- no they doubt. Struggling to grind results. They they are not looking like they, they can they can push Madrid because they they have to push Madrid now that they are, they are probably going to lose the league on goal difference. So do you see that team with the number of games left? Do you see them actually staying with Madrid and hoping Madrid slip up? I don't think so. That's what we should be looking at. Let's forget about the inconsistencies of VAR. Let's forget about the inconsistencies uh, or or the so-called influence of um, Perez, uh, we, which which are trying to push. Let's just let's just. <laughs> Let's look at what Barcelona and Madrid would do till the end of the season. I, 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 feel, I feel it's going to be a Madrid's trophy at the end of the day. Yeah, well, pers- pers- well, personally, I also think Madrid is going to... Yes, they, they, fire, they started firing at all cylinders. And I feel at this point, we cannot take it away from um, Zinedine Zidane again. I think he's a top-class manager. Who knows what he is doing? Because this guy did it and left, and the, you know, the guys they brought in in Madrid, they were just doing whatever they like, and he's back again to stabilize this team, and they have been doing it consistently again. So I think we should give him a, a huge shout-out to um, Zinedine Zidane at, at what he's currently doing. But unfortunately for Barcelona, they've not just, you know, gotten anything right, except for always give it to Messi, and let's just imagine, let's just see it, give it and to watch Messi what will you know, and that, that's just the truth. That's what they've been doing um, ever since the, the return of um, of um, the of La Liga. So it's it's a sad thing for them, and I really fear for I fear for Barcelona a lot when Messi because he's going to be 33 next year, and I don't think he would you know have that much as now in his disposal to 
to take that team again to the next level. So right. they, they, they really need to do something about it. Let's that move team. away from, the, from La Liga. Let's get to the Premiership. I think um, we have a whole lot to say about the Premiership right now, most especially us now. Most especially us. Well, let's, let's congratulate Liverpool first for winning the title. A huge shout out to them. And let's all be glad Manchester United's only official account did not. You know, I've been seeing so many tears on social medias going around saying, no, man, you, you, will, not, you will not celebrate, you will not congratulate, you will not uh, wish them. Like, bro, they have won the league. We really do not care about that. We are only about champions. Unfortunately, you know the um, the the, uh, the black man from French uh, from France decided to sell that game <laughs> yesterday, and I don't know As, why. Arsenal did not also you know, congratulate congratulate um, Liverpool on their hands. Well, I'm so sure I they were not why. looking. They were not looking for any congratulation. You know, from Arsenal. What we, do you mean? We, what we, do you only, mean? We, what are only, we are mean? only dealing with Arsenal, teams Arsenal, in the Arsenal top, is, top. Arsenal is one of the. What are you talking about? Arsenal has 13 titles right behind Manchester United. Oh and my so what are you talking about? <laughs> what are, exactly are you talking about? <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Huge, guy, calm huge, down. Huge, huge congratulations to Liverpool. They deserve their title thoroughly. They deserve it. They've done superbly well this season. But I've been seeing so many insults going around saying they are the greatest side to ever do it. Are they the greatest side, guys? They have a shout, actually. They have a shout. Impossible. I, I didn't get that, Michael. Nicolo. But I think there's, there's a problem with his network. Well, well, I, let me go. Let me go. I, 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 feel, okay. I feel this the side is an extremely good side. You cannot take it away from them. They have achieved a great feat. I mean, the number of games they've played, lost one, drawn two, won the rest. They've won the league with the um, highest number of games left. That's seven games left. So I think they, they, they are in a shout to be one of the greatest sides ever. That's just true. They might not be the greatest, but they are, they are, in, they are in and around. They have, they, have, they have the best record ever. You know that. Statistically speaking, they won the league with, 30, um, with 31 games in. So, like... They, they have a right to, to say that. They have a right to say that. And we all know it's annoying when Liverpool fans start bragging about such things. So, I, I, I actually... I'm coming from a place of pain. Michael, you, you are trying to say something. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I actually agree. And there's no need, there's no point trying to like discredit the fact that Liverpool, this current Liverpool side, like, I can say they're the greatest side in, in the league. Well, that's why. Yes. That's why you are not fan. That's why. That's why. Because you don't, you don't know the idea. Don't now. I don't get Wait it. Wait now. Let me finish. There is statistics okay, to prove to prove all these things. These guys went like this season. They've scored over a hundred goals in the league. Last season they did the same thing back to back. These okay. guys lost the league like. By what? Just a very, very narrow edge last season. And now they won the league. They are winning the league this season with how many matches in hand? Come on. Give it up to them. The, which side has done it? Which side? Even the invisible side. Oh, no. I'm not supposed to tackle last night. Debo, Debo, Debo. I don't know I don't know why you are attacking uh, attacking Mikolo with the Arsenal um, issue. Because, because the truth is, if, if anybody would be sad to say that 
this side is one of the greatest sides to be Arsenal yes, fans exactly. because you know how much we cherish exactly the invisible season. But even the invisible yeah. season had twelve draws. Exactly. So now I would like the ball to tell when, when the teams, team was teams that teams that, that, that. Would, that are miles away from this Liverpool side. I don't think there is any. I don't think there's any like, like that. If they say they are the greatest side that to ever do it, yes. I, I think I think they are. I think they are. I think the Manchester United. Yeah, they are not the greatest United. side. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We spoke. Allow me. Allow me. Allow me. You know the <laughs> the Manchester United side of 99, who won the treble, you know, Roy King came out to say something that regardless of the points, even if you have 120 points, even if you have 200 points, there, no one is going to write that on your medal. What you are going to get is a medal. So, okay. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And for a, a, a team who claims to be the best team in you know, in the decade of the history of EPL, to say to come out to say you are the best team, I, I believe that you should attain some level of achievement in that season. Meaning that at least you should get to the finals of the cups, the finals or even the semi-finals of cups, and you should get to the Champions League, even if it's the semi-final of the Champions League. I think you should attain that level. But if you are not in that category. I don't think so. The likes of Chelsea, who won the league with only conceding 13 goals. That is a great achievement, please. A, a, a team who would come out, and that Chelsea team also did well in cup tournament. Doing it back to back. They were like, I want to hear you say that Arsenal team also that went a season unbeaten. Yes. Exactly, a team like they that. That was, that was where that was where the Arsenal was Arsenal. But now they are just uh, gunners. But now that was when Arsenal was Arsenal when they had their guns blazing. You know, winning without losing in 38 games. That is a very very competitive league. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Bruh, trust me, it was. There are so many competitors in the league today, and you yes. justify that. Exactly, which is why I said that we cannot even. I think we can say okay, there's a shout for them, yes, but yeah. to to solidify they are that the they, are the, they, are, they are the best. No way, I don't think so. You can't say you can't say that. I don't think I can say that. Um, um, they, they, I, I get where you're coming from. I get where you're coming from. Well, but my my point is my point is you you, you should not undermine what these guys have done. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm not undermining. You can talk about you can talk about going find the Champions League, winning the treble, winning the FA Cup, and, and the likes. But we are talking about what they've done in the league this season. What they've done in the league this season is phenomenal. We can't take it away from them. No problem about that. No problem. No problem. But to say they are the best, no. You know way. what? Let's talk no about Arsenal. There's a reason why we have three Arsenal fans here. I mean, most of their top players are injured. Like, what is happening? Like, main question is, what is really happening to us now? And I've been watching a lot of Arsenal fan TV, and it's more. I've, at the point, it was fascinating, it was fun, but it's 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 just heartbreaking seeing those guys in pain and in. You know, like, it's, not, it's, not, it's not just. I don't. Even, I don't need to. Sorry for cutting you here. I don't need to watch Arsenal fan TV. You know, my younger brother is a long life Arsenal fan who. Regardless of when or the time Arsenal is playing that football match, 
he is going to watch the game. In fact, he made a video on social media. I could see the pain in his eyes when he was talking about it. And when we are watching the game together, in fact, I don't want to banter because I feel like he's just going to start crying. And these are things that is so painful when I see. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't even know what to say about Arsenal anymore. I'm really tired about what is going on with do you, them. Do you so maybe the Arsenal fans in the house can, can uh, allow and maybe provide a new so you want life to for this. Yeah? Okay. Um, the last time Liverpool won the league was when? 1990, yeah. Yeah. Are you yes. Yeah. <laughs> it took them 30 good years to win the league. Okay. 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 Arsenal still won the league in 2004. Mm. Okay. And that they, is, they that won 16 years. That is 16 years. No, they, no, they don't say. <laughs> like, say no foul. And between, between 2004 to 2020, it's not like they've not won anything. There's been FA Cups along the, along the line here. But that aside, Arsenal has been awful recently. Like, I cannot deny. I'm an Arsenal fan. I'll forever be an Arsenal fan. But I think it's going to take it's going to take time. Like the whole the rebuilding process. Then we it's not just the players on the pitch. It's not just the manager because we've changed managers like twice now after um, Wenger left. So I don't think it's a managerial problem we have. It starts from the top, the Kroenke family that is running Arsenal. They don't seem to have ambition. Like Kroenke is not interested in Arsenal Football Club, and I don't know why. I don't know how. We're going to like do this overthrowing thing. I think they need to send Kroenke out of Arsenal for Arsenal to be great again. He's not investing the way he's supposed to. And I think from the head to the scouts, the kind of the caliber of players our scouts have been beginning for Arsenal has been outrageous. Coming from the Wenger days to Una Emery to Ateta. I don't know. Sorry, sorry. can, I, I, always... can I, let me cut in there before okay, or my Nicolo jumps in. Um, you say the kind of players the scouts are bringing. So if, yeah. I, if I have 50K and I want to buy a phone and I tell my agent, see, this is what I have, 50K. It's going to bring me iPhone 6, iPhone 5, iPhone maybe 7 used one used one, very used one, which is what we are having in, in the life of David Luiz. So I don't think we can blame we can blame Arsenal and the agent for this. So if you provide I think I think we're going to get a better player. So I don't really think so maybe um Nicolo can jump in now. <laughs> 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 so after you, you 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 shared your part of the banter, now open the floor for me. Exactly. Well, I think um, for us now, I think um, the issues are what my colleague has said earlier. But then I think it goes beyond that. I think um, the own guy is lacking, and um, the caliber of players that are currently plays at us now don't represent uh, what the former guys did. You see the likes of Vieira, the last time I won the league, um, the caliber of Henry and them all of the likes. You see them put their spirits into games. Uh, but then that's not the case anymore with Arsenal. And then you start to wonder uh, where things went wrong. And uh, like I said too, I think um, the budget and the 
whole Kronke family thing is one thing that's also affecting us now. And Debo Ali, even though he's trying to banter us now, has also said uh, the amount that you put in the market will definitely determine the kind of players you should get. Um, Arsenal has always pride themselves in building players, but then I think the kind of players have been coming out of the academy to are uh, not grounded enough. They are not um, rigid enough to be able to walk into the first team. There were times where we saw the likes um, the younger players take their debut and then they start bowling. You see Fabigas made his debut for Arsenal when he was 16. And you see Jacquiche, you see all of the likes of players, but then I think um, it, it takes a total overall of players to be able to to um, to, to, to play. Uh, Yoruba will say something, uh, permit me to use that um, proverb, they say, uh, so that's the thing with us now, we've always had two, three quality players mixed with seven um, average players, and then that is where the issue is coming from, you can't expect, you bring Sanchez this year, you bring Sanchez and Ozil this year, and you expect them to play uh, with the likes of Odin at the back, I expect them to play with the likes of Chambers at the back, it doesn't work that way, if you want to have a world team, a world standard team, then you have to bring in world-class players. You don't uh, put two players in their midst and tell them to go perform the magic, which is why I don't blame Ozil. When Ozil was in his days, he would definitely provide uh, double figures at least for Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, you see what he could do. He won the German player. Sinzu, the year Sinzu. <laughs> yeah, so you get he's won the German player, German player of the year five times in a row before, and definitely his quality cannot be undermined. But then when you see uh, him playing with the likes of Inketia, playing with the likes of Willock, what do you expect uh, a, a world-class player like Ozil to do? You don't just put Aubameyang, put Lacazette, and then just expect them to play like that. You have to have a total overall of the team and then put key players in the key positions. You saw what Jogging Club did uh, with the Liverpool side. Liverpool have finished um, in outside the top four so many times or countless occasions before Jogging Club came. But then it strengthened uh, almost every department uh, in uh, the team, you goalkeeper, he brought in Alisson, he brought in Van Dijk uh, to steady defence, um, going away from the likes uh, of Gomez and then all, all of those calamity players, then he brought in a uh, steady right-back and left-back to, to solidify the team, brought in the likes of uh, Ronaldo, brought in the likes of um, uh, Fabio and then the likes so I think uh, that's what we need, we need a total overall of the team you, the fact that we pride ourselves in bringing academy players doesn't mean that we start bringing the likes of um, Nelson the likes of Willock every now and then in Ketia uh, they can only do as much as their brain will, uh, would afford them we see uh, we saw last season when um, Arsenal was it last season or earlier this season when Arsenal was to face a uh, Liverpool side that was just their age mate you saw how much they capitulated so you don't expect to put uh, those kind of players against Bernardo Silva uh, against um, Sergio Aguero uh, put them against Raheem Sterling and then world-class players and expect them to perform. Anyways. <laughs> I think this surmise the perfect no, time. I, I, have to, I, 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 I have to also add a few things. Um, they, they've, they've, they've pointed out a lot, a lot of issues with the team. Fair enough. Um, what I just want to add is, in as much as we look at Stan Kroenke, look at how he's not investing, we look at the um, mediocrity in the players that we have right now, you also look at the structure. You, you look at what Raul Sanelli, what Edu, what the guys that are recruiting, what they are doing in terms of making the squad better. You look at some of some of their recruitments. You you want you pointed out the Liverpool the Liverpool structure. It, it took a good coach and it took a great, you know, um, backup system in the in the in the Liverpool board to get 
what they get get it right with the kind of players they sign. Very. And the truth is, most most Arsenal players and uh, most Arsenal. box-to-box midfielder, get a proper wide player and probably a right back we could be back in contention for the title. But those things are not going to happen or they are not going to happen overnight. So like I always tell other Arsenal fans, it's just time to just lower the expectations, really. The, the, the whole structure is not looking good. I'm, I'm not optimistic about any time soon or looking forward to any good things happening to the club soon unless... There's a, there's a real intent of change. There was an article that came out from, I think, The Athletic earlier this week where the, the, they were whispers from inside the Arsenal camp that it is more of the board letting Ateta down than Ateta letting the board down. So really, would the board let Ateta down? Because it is obvious that Ateta has come in with a lot of ambition. I, I, I really hope he, they, can, they can get him what he needs. So, Michael, you're up next. Uh yes, I think they've they've really touched on everything. But getting uh, the whole ambition thing and at, um, the board backing at Teta still goes down to what I said initially about the structure, like Korenke family and investment. And I think this summer should be like the perfect time to do the recruitment we need. We just need four or five quality players in our team: centre back, midfield, uh, the wing. And maybe a striker, sell Lacazette, bring a proper striker, or sell Aubameyang and keep Lacazette. Just one well, more striker. Um, and I'm going to cut in there. We'll be, we'll be I'm going to cut in. Selinda, yeah? Yeah. Um, the truth is, um, I think it is not that easy. It is not that easy. You know, trying to sign top quality players now, we all know how the market structure is now. You don't buy quality with 30 million again like like then or unless you are lucky which i think liverpool was lucky with Jurgen Klopp was legit lucky with his buys in the sense that he bought them and they were just good that's just the truth nobody expected robinson to be this good nobody expected um one nine or whatever it is to be this good so these are buys that yeah, we also need to be lucky about. So I'm talking about Manchester United. The way Manu, I'm I'm not saying Manu is there now, but at least the last three seasons, when Moyes came, when Luis Van Gaal came, when Mourinho came, they were spending the money. The money was there, but who were they buying with the money? They were buying rubbish. It was expensive buys, but it was rubbish. So let's now see the way the trend has changed now in buying the players that can actually come in to make a difference. A player who is going to actually do the right thing. And you can, you can clearly see that that pattern has changed. And the, you remind me just need probably two, three very, very okay players, not even world-class players now, very, very okay players to, to contend, like to actually challenge for something. And that's something that it doesn't work over a season. It has to be if, you know, it has to be something that the board and the management are all seeing together. It has to be a vision and they need to actually, you know, work together for this thing. So it's, it's a big thing as now are, are trying to do because there's a lot of problems 
in that team at this moment. The old. So personally, I would not extend Aubameyang's contract. I think he's 31 years old and he's still going to want to collect nothing less than £250,000. I'd rather sell him off and get an okay striker. I, and that, that's why I, I, I get amazed sometimes when I see some players go to some teams and Arsenal are not, you know, trying to challenge for those players. Like someone like Ziyech, there was no reason Ziyech should not have been challenged by Arsenal. There was no reason Arsenal shouldn't have challenged for Werner. So these are guys that... Even, even, so Aki, even Akimi that is making the move to Inter today. Inter, Akimi exactly. walks straight so, into Arsenal's Exactly, defense. So these are things that, so that's why I said it's not, I don't know, sometimes it's just funny when I see whatever is going on in Arsenal and I'm just like, what is going on? Is it that they are not seeing what we are seeing or they just, they just really do not care about whatever it is Arsenal is going through at this moment? But, and I see so many joke online saying, oh, Gwenduzi is the next big thing. No, Gwenduzi should even be playing FA Cup and Stanley Cup. Not, not, he shouldn't even be a starter. He should probably work his way to become a starter, not Arsenal Just depending on Wendy's. No, McTominay in your midfield, though. You have that. No, McTominay is not a starter, bro. McTominay is not a starter. No, he is not a starter. You could see the, you could see you the sure? lineup now. Are you joking? I am very, I am very sure about McTominay that. McTominay has started more than Matic this season. Bruh, McTominay only started when Matic was in goal. So, anyways, um, like I said, we have uh, a proper midfield now, and you can see what is going on there. We have a proper defense, even though they still make mistakes there and here and there. It is still very, very, very okay. It is still very, very okay, and I'm really glad as to what is going on. But my question now is that who are going to make top four? Who are going to make the Champions League four? Because Leicester Definitely are looking like they are going to be in that contest. They are looking like they are going to battle it out with Chelsea, Man U, and Wolves for that. Definitely, uh, def- definitely not anything that has Man U in it. <laughs> if, I'm being, <laughs> if I'm being honest, yeah. Oh, that's Liverpool, is Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea, and Manchester United. Four, one, Thank you. That's tough for funny enough. If I'm being honest, Liverpool, anything Man City, that has Pogba in it. Israel and his hating, Israel and his hating ass can go to <laughs> wherever the hell he wants to go to. I do not like Manchester United. It is Liverpool, Manchester City, Manchester United, and Chelsea is top four. What? What? You put, you put you put Man United in third position. Interesting. No. Yeah. Fourth position now. Why? Yeah. Third position. Fourth. Ahead of Chelsea. Guys, guys, Preston. guys. I think you guys are missing the points here. Liverpool, Manchester City, 86, 63 points. Leicester are currently on 55 points. Chelsea, 54. Manchester mm-hmm. United are, 14, are on 49 points in fifth place. So who are yeah. they displacing? Because I don't understand. Leicester yeah, won three matches in 2020. Three matches in 2020. The form is bad enough to be sure that they are not going to be in the top four. I think Man U is even getting ahead of themselves. You guys should watch your back. Wolves can also sneak in and get that spot. They're on the same point with Wolves. That's true. For tonight, so for the, the, you know, the question is that when you look at the team, each team are going to play. When you look at it on paper. So I'm going to read it out. Man U has 
Aston Villa, Brighton, Bournemouth, um, uh, Norwich. This like these are play teams that they are going to play. The last, last 12 points. Going to be, the, the last game is going to be against Leicester, who I believe, <laughs> even on their best day of Leicester, they cannot beat Man U. The what? best they can see is a draw. Check it. Last this season we won. Last season we won home and away. Last two seasons they they um, we drew and we won. Like they cannot even beat when we were playing so badly they couldn't win. And now with this team, come on guys, let's be realistic. Let's just be yeah, realistic. This isn't this isn't Leicester won the league. I like this. I like this part. They beat Manchester like United that season. That season. And which was in their stadium. In fact, no, they didn't even beat Man U. It was 1-1, no man away. 1-1, no man away. I remember the one of Badi and uh, the second leg of um, one guy called the Edda from Bidia Cafe, Morgan. So they didn't even win that season. So that's to tell you how bad their record is. The only season they won against Man U was the Di Maria season of 5-3, which was like a capitulation from Manchester United side after leading 3-1. So, Let's 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 think about it, guys. So we we should be I, like let's let's be I, I realistic about it. Man, you is looking like a more assured team at this moment. You cannot take it away. We cannot argue about that. Chelsea, yes, they've done themselves very yeah. good. Football is played on the football pitch. It is, but when you look at both teams on paper, Aston Villa is looking like a team already relegated. Let's not lie about that. Bournemouth already true. The West Ham. Then the only problem is West Ham when Chelsea is a London derby. You cannot come, you cannot, you know, you cannot be too sure about what will happen in a derby. A derby is always a different atmosphere. So all right. It's very, so, very tricky. guys, we have to we have to um wrap this up. Um let me start with Mikolo. Um Mikolo, any last words from you? Yeah, I think um just congratulations to Liverpool and um for Manchester City, they put up a very good fight. Uh, it's going to be very also interesting to see uh, the two teams that are going to make up uh, the top four: Leicester, Chelsea, Man U, and Wolverhampton. That's for us now. I feel um, a place out of Europe is definitely going to do them some good. Uh, we've seen it in the past: uh, Manchester United, Chelsea, Liverpool have all finished uh, below the top seven uh, in just the past decade. So I think it's going to do them a very Big one, and also, uh, like what we said before, I'm very um, excited uh, to see the Formula One return. All right, so my uh, Michael, anyone, yeah, yeah, uh, I think in the same vein, I'll say congratulations, Liverpool, on winning the league after 30 years. <laughs> and um, I don't, I did, I did not think Man City did a very good job chasing this season, anyway. So. And I hope Arsenal Football Club learns from Liverpool and rebuild the right way and do the right thing. I'm at Teta Amido and nice long suffering guys. All right, my <laughs> friend. <laughs> well, for uh, me, a quick last word, guys. Oh, okay. A quick last word, guys. Um, 
this is the first time in my lifetime that Liverpool, okay, they don't bore me when they win and lost, Loki. But this is the first time that I will see Liverpool lift a Premier League title. So kudos. No, I beg. I said I would say them congratulations. No congratulations to them, I beg. To my friends, um, Victor Vincent and Medan Salah, who are Liverpool fans, when y'all are listening to this, just know that I'm not congratulating you guys. But Liverpool won the league title. Uh, guys, it has been a pleasure. Have a good evening. It doesn't take anything from them. Okay. It doesn't give me anything either. <laughs> well, um, well, I, I, don't, I don't know. I already congratulated Liverpool. What I just have to say is I'm looking forward to next season already since my team is done and dusted as usual. It's interesting <laughs> to see um, what, what Chelsea is going to bring to the table next season. You know, with the quality players that they've bought and are still looking yeah. to buy. So it's looking like yeah. we'll have a more interesting season. Maybe probably a three or four team title chasing teams next season. So to be interesting. All right. Um but from me? Yeah. Um I'm just not going to also congratulate anybody just the way my um, you know my team has decided to not do anything like coming out. So it's a good thing. And, um, you know, I'm just looking excited to see my boys, as usual, the Pogba brilliance and the Bruno brilliance and the oh Maxos and the, you know, Ayinde Marshalls, I think, and, you know, Sancho coming in next, next year to join the party. And we can pick it up from there. Anyways, guys, right. so real. Wrapping up this session, I, congratulations to everybody that won the league. Not only Liverpool, Bayern are the best. And also, congratulations to Pogba on his last game. I mean, he played a good game. But let's see if he'll be consistent with that form. That is my own... The agenda must be agenda. So, um, don't worry. Sancho is still an overrated player. Anyways, that's all we have for you on today's episode. And um, I'll see you guys on the next one. Mm -hmm.